Do you care about art? Do I care about art? Yeah. This is Mad K Studio. I'm Ken Madden, an artist and designer that's built a life on drawing stuff. I know you're going to like this show. I need you to like it and share it. So let's see what we're going to talk about. Welcome to episode one, number one, the first one. So I suppose I should probably explain kind of what this episode is going to be about. Uh, to start out, it'll be a, um, the general topic is going to be art and artwork, um, but that's not going to be the only thing we talk about. We'll talk about art, design, um, music, just basically anything creative. So I guess it would be a better, a, a creative show is, is a better way of thinking about it. But um, so... You know, what is art? Uh, art is basically, you know, it's been around forever, of course. It's basically creating something from nature or outside your own brain cell group and being able to show that to somebody else or share it with somebody else in a way they appreciate or understand. And that's a basic, just what I think of it anyway. It's like, you know, here's, a, here's glasses and here's a drawing of glasses, that kind of thing. So anyway, um, that's kind of the thoughts of, of uh, behind, that's my thought process, I should say, behind the show is just a general uh, show about creative stuff. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are like makers, the whole makerverse and the maker universe and things like that. It's pretty cool. And I've just discovered those over the course of the last year. And um, I've got some favorites, of course, uh, Vincent Ferrari at Handmade by Vincent Ferrari and Ethan Carter Designs, and um, well, there's a whole bunch of other ones, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk to them later and, and uh, see what they do and enjoy some of their works, and uh, you can even buy their stuff. I've bought some of their stuff. It's really great. So anyway, that's one thing. Uh, so that's just kind of the general the general topic of it. Um, so there's art. What is art? Oil. Everyone thinks oil paintings and what you see in a museum. Uh, that kind of thing, drawing and pastels and uh, watercolors and and Vincent Van Gogh and the Sistine Chapel and, uh, you know, cave art, for crying out loud, starting all out. But that's all art. And that's all inclusive. Um, I've had a career doing some of that stuff. Uh, we've got, we're also going to talk a little bit about like graphic design. The whole world of graphic design has opened up so wide because of, you know, computers and things like that. It's made it very... Uh, very, very easy for entry to get into graphic design. And, um, you know, I took it when I was in college in from 87 to 92, I went to Minneapolis College of Art and Design. And uh, graphic design is one of the classes you actually had to take if you're in the design course. I went for illustration, actually, is what I um, planned on doing all my life was being an illustrator, drawing and, and painting and things. But um, graphic design was one of the things I had to take there. I really didn't enjoy it. It was too cut and dry. And we've had um, I'll probably do a whole show on graphic design and some of the exercises we had to do for there. One of them was just writing the alphabet over and over again in different fonts. I have a whole page of A's. It's like a hundred A's all in different fonts and styles and with a pen and ink and had to do, you know, you have to sit there and trace it all out. And then you're like, oh yeah, I go over it. What? Yep. And then you just, you went like this, you have to start over because you just smeared all your ink. Anyway, I did not like graphic design. Later in life, I've found that I actually... I've done quite a bit more of it. I've done it because I've had to. And I'm to the point now where um, using the computer tools that I 
didn't have before and I didn't use very much, um, like Illustrator and the whole Adobe suite of of, uh, of uh, design programs is I've really I really enjoy doing it now. I, it's, I look forward to it. So that's something we'll talk about. Um, another thing is why I oh, well. Let's back up. I'm, I'm back in college. It's 1987, 88. The freshman year, they kind of run you through all kinds of different things. And I discovered industrial design. So industrial design is product design. So everything that, um, that you use or touch is, is designed by somebody. Someone had to design it. And um, I, as I love doing the illustrations and things like that, I also like creating things with my hands. I like to sculpt. I like to do all those kind of things. And what, what was great about the art schools you get opened up to the school at Minneapolis College of Art and Design. There was no, I'm not sure what they're like now. It might be the same way, but there was no, there was no maths department. There was no um, languages. There was no, uh, you know, um, social studies kind of things or, or like that. You had design methodology and some humanities design theory, and you had art history, of course. You can learn about the the masters and study their works architecture and that kind of thing but there was it was 100 percent immersed in art is what it was and it was great because you get to learn a bunch of stuff so industrial design is something i didn't know existed i didn't even think about it you know it's just you have you know here's a here's a computer mouse you know why does it look like that why does why is this button like that why is the logo right here oh that's graphic design this is industrial design why is this a little bit lower than this side and the wheels in the middle this is all product design this just fascinated me and it looks a little bit like a car not a good car, but anyway, I'm a car guy. What am I gonna do? Um, but someone had to design this, and I watched these industrial design students making their models and making these really cool models. And they think about some product and they develop it and they they do a, a rendering of it and they have to do a presentation of it and they have all the. And I was like, that's what I want to do. So I switched majors from illustration to industrial design, and I've been an industrial designer ever since. The beauty of it, it's kind of like. Being a, if you think about being a race car driver, if you're a race car driver, you're still a driver. So, you know, you're still um, if you can if you can drive a race car, you can probably drive a, a, a normal car, or you can probably do this kind of racing or that kind of racing, and you'll just be you'll be strong at one, but you'll be able to do all of them. And product design, industrial design is like that. Uh, a lot of people think industrial design. They always ask the first question is like, so like you do like. Uh, you like do bridges and stuff like design bridges or is it just factories, you know, and uh, industrial designers do design bridges and factories and um, they have other names for those people. A lot of times it's architects or uh, engineers, but it's still industrial design. The industrial design I'm talking about is more of the aesthetic industrial design and everything that you touch, use anything. Look at what it, whatever you look, grab some, whatever's in your hand right now. See what that look, just look down at what's in your hand. What is it? All right. An industrial designer designed that. So I just enjoyed that. And I've been striving to be an industrial designer ever since. And I've been able to do it, thankfully. So um, another thing we'll be talking about is skills. So um, in my life, because I tried and failed uh, dozens of times at multiple different careers and things to do in this art world, I've picked up a ton of skills. I started out drawing and um, when I was little, little kid. I mean, I've got drawings like, like this one. And I'll try and see if I could show one. Um, and it's, uh, um, I've never stopped. I've always enjoyed it. So 
I've been drawer. I've I've did oil paints, watercolors. Um, I did acrylics once in high school, and I hated it. But I do. I like acrylics now, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but always learning new skills. And I'd find other people that were really good at something I didn't know how to do, like pinstriping. Like you know, cars pinstriping the little hoo hahs you see on fifties cars and things like that. I watched a guy. And it must have been the late seventies or early eighties in. Um, at the World of Wheels show, and he put a pinstripe down on a truck all the way around from the front front of it all the way back to the back of it, and then went like an eighth of an inch under, underneath that first stripe and put another thin stripe, and it blew me away. I st- and you know that was one of the things I wanted to learn. Well, as my career grew, I was able to learn that thing because I was able to do that. Um, I learned pinstriping when I worked at a place called Wizard Custom Studios. So I got out of college for industrial design and. I got a job at a design firm, which I lost because I just wasn't right for the job. And oh, I was in a blues band, so I was playing live, played dry, play drums. So you might have heard the drums at the beginning. That was me because I'm too cheap to pay for uh, music, so I'm just going to make my own. But um, I was in a blues band, and um, I was broke. And then I got a job working for a place called 8-Ball Studios that did um, – it was a sculptor, Steve Kiewis, amazing, probably the best sculptor I've ever worked with. And he did the original sculptings for toys for like action figures and stuff like that. And I ended up working with him, you know, just as the grunt kid learning what I could learn, not doing much sculpting, but I would do castings for him and I would turn stuff on the lathe and the milling machine, making little armatures. You know, if your arm has to do this somewhere in here, there's a armature with a pin in it and I'd make that stuff and he'd put it all together and sculpt it. It was incredible. And then make molds of his parts and then we pour wax in there. And then you finish it, and then I'd, and I'd uh, uh, make a mold of that and make urethane parts, hard parts, and we'd send those out to be manufactured. But I learned a lot there. Um, I started making, like, knives and guns and weapons. and little. I was kind of like a little ordnance guy there for a while, and I really enjoyed that, making little pieces this big. It was just like working on model cars again. When I was a kid, I built model cars, and, and uh, I got crazy with those. So that was a new skill. I went from there to... Um, uh, working at a place called Wizard Custom Studio that uh, I worked with Bruce Bush there, late Bruce, rest in peace, Bruce Bush. But uh, he taught me how to weld and do body work and the proper way to do Bondo and, and uh, build cars. And like I said, I'm a car guy and this was super cool. I learned it. And I did a t-shirt for him. We did a trade work. I was gonna, He was going to work on my car and, and um, I did this t-shirt design for him. And we got, to be, we got to be good friends. I worked for him for a few years. And then from there, I went on to... Um, Doing motorcycle parts and, or, you know, I design parts, but I also do airbrushing on motorcycles. And that's kind of where I learned it all was through, through Wizard. And um, that was that was a lot of fun. That was in Minneapolis. And we built a lot of really cool cars. We got a lot of awards on, on things that we've done. And uh, Bruce passed away, you know, last year. And it was uh, um, sad to see, but it uh, he was definitely a big part of my life. Um Moving from there, I went to what did I do right after that. I went to I I did some work at um, uh, painting goalie masks. So I would actually paint goalie masks for Miska Design, which was a fun job. I mean, it was a it's where I really learned to be a production artist because it was like, and you know, fun fact: the first mask I did, I remember looking at it going, "Huh, huh? See, look what I can do. Look at this." And he goes, "Yeah, that's." Yeah, that that's good, but um, he dips a rag in, in mineral spirits and wipes off everything I did and says, "Yeah, that's just not going to work for me though. You have to try that again." And um, no one's ever done that to me before. I'm, you know, yeah, I'm an artist, man. I've got I've got first place awards at World of Wheels. You know, you don't wipe off my shit. But uh, oops, but uh, 
he did, and it taught me a lesson that um, I have a lot to learn, and I better uh, I better uh, take it down a notch and learn some more stuff. So I did, and and uh, I worked for him for a few years, and got very good at, at airbrushing, um, and line work, and, and brush work, and things like that. From there, I went to um, back to the motorcycle world, working for MC Specialties as a product designer. We were developing the McAllister motorcycle, which turned into Norton, which turned into Viper, which then led me to um, Kuryakin, which is a job that I had for 11 years as uh, one of the lead designers there, um, designing motorcycle parts and accessories. And that's where I you know, um, cut my teeth on the corporate world and decided... After many years, that wasn't for me. So in 2014, an opportunity came to me that I took to uh, get together with a few friends. We started our company, Ciro, and that's where I work right now. So Ciro3D.com, go check it out. We'd sell motorcycle parts and accessories. Also Gold Strike, that's my plug for the coolest company in the world. So um, this channel, though, isn't about all that. It's going to be more about... Art, design, what's going on in the world, what are you doing, what do you want to learn, um, and that kind of thing. So part of what I want to also want to do is interviews. So I have reached out to a bunch of artists and designers that I've known um, for years, some that I haven't known that are pretty famous, other ones I'm reaching out to trying to find out how to get a hold of them. And we'll do some interviews and talk about, um, all right, we're, how did you learn, where did you learn, what's the importance of this, what's the importance of that. You know, how can you make a career of this? Um, and for you people that aren't artists and don't have an interest in that, these are just going to be interesting stories and bios of people that uh, hopefully you'll find interesting because I don't, I don't want this just to be a show for artists. Um, I certainly want artists to listen, but um, I like this to be something that everyone enjoys. And, um, you know, part of what I do is in growing, I'm learning some new skills and I'm working with acrylics now for it's a new medium for me and I really enjoy doing it. You've probably seen some of these horse paintings I've been doing. Um, uh, I've been having a lot of fun with this and I want to really, really dive deep into that and do more and more and get better and better at it. So that's kind of what I'm doing with the show. Um, this show, uh, this intro part's a little bit longer than it's going to be in most shows because it's the first one, episode one. Did I mention episode one? Anyway, um, this show is going to be about um, drawing, the skills of drawing and um, just being able to sketch and what that means. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to go down to the studio for that a little bit. So I'm going to move the camera and do all that kind of fun stuff and uh, stick around and hope you enjoy it. Well, guys, we're uh, enough about me. We're done in the studio now. And uh, let's talk about what the, the show is going to be about today, which uh, we're going to talk about drawing, just plain old drawing. Um, you know, it's been around from, well... How far does it go back? Cave dwellings. I mean, those cave paintings that we saw on the uh, when we were in school and, and uh, as kids, and they say, here's the little cave paintings, little buffalo and a guy with a little spear shooting at it, whatever. But they started with that. And um, people have been drawing ever since. I mean, you start drawing as a little kid. I mean, the first time little children pick up a pen before they know how to write they're actually drawing out little things and here's mommy and there's daddy there's a house there's a tree it doesn't always look like what it is but they can't spell but they can create so drawing is uh drawing is in your uh, in your dna in in all of our dnas um some people take to it other people don't and it's uh just like anything else in any other talent um 
I took to it right away. I started drawing when I was really little and never stopped, just like most people. But I kept on going, and um, really enjoy it. So let's, you know, if you look about, think about drawing as a, um, as kind of a foundational thing. So as you're 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 at your foundation of being a human being, you start to draw. It goes across all cultures, creeds, religions, everything. You know, just uh, you know the 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 old saying, drawing a line in the sand. You're still drawing. You're drawing a border. You're drawing a, a line of definition. A, a, that's a drawing of a place where you should not go past. And if you do go past it, things happen. So it's still a drawing if you think about all that thing. So looking at um, what drawing means and, and what, uh, what it can be is uh, pretty interesting to me. You know, so if you think about this, so it's the foundation of communication as, as you are a, a, a toddler. Um, and up through, you know, grade school, you're constantly drawing and things like that in our society. But it really is the foundation of all fine arts. So you think of all the greats, you think of, um, you know, think of the, the back in Greece and in, in the um, Roman times and back in the, uh, you know, before the days of Christ even. Um, people were drawing the pyramids. Someone had to have drawn that at some point. Um, the, the Sistine Chapel at some point, he had to draw that on there. He didn't just lay there on his back and just say, I'm going to paint all this stuff and just have it painted. He had some drawings. He worked on some things. He had some ideas. He had some. New, he had, he had a sketch pad. He had something that he started with. Um, if you go to Mount Rushmore, which is one of my favorite places to go. It's a really cool place. And um, there's a small museum off to the side, and it shows the the um, scale versions of it and the, the sculptings and whatnot. But all of that started with drawing, too. Um, there's um, drawing can evoke so many different um, just sketching can evoke so many different um, uh, emotions and things like that and recently I had finished the Inktober 2020 challenge which I'd never heard of before I guess it's been going on for a long time but you know I don't pay much attention to a lot of that stuff but I wish I did because it was a lot of fun what it basically is is every day you have to draw something you know supposedly in pen and ink um and they give you a word so it was a list of words and they gave them to you and so you know i did one every day and this was this was one of the ones i did i showed you this one earlier it's the um it's the hot rod motorhome i think i think the word for this was like massive or something like that it's just a big massive beast but you know other words were like rodent so this is what i did for rodent and you know again these are these are um, so different than anything I otherwise would have done. So as we were talking about earlier in the show about just learning and, and, and trying to be gain more skills, you know, I've always done drawing and pen and ink, things like this, but, but really challenging myself by having to do it, number one, every day. I told myself I'm going to do it an hour a day. I'm not going to spend any more than an hour in any of these. And um, they give you a word, and, and sometimes it was really easy. I'm like, oh, that's a cool word. That that's going to be like rodent. That was a really weird word. And um, you know, I thought, well, if you if you think of a rodent, you know, you think of a little mouse or something. And I thought about what if it's sitting on a house of cards? Because this is right before the election, so this is my. It's sitting on a house of cards, up in flames. <laughs> it's a rodent. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, but uh, you know, another one of the words was blade. So this word was blade, and so, of course, this really has nothing to do with blade other than there's a big old knife sticking out of the, the thing, but it gave me the opportunity to draw a card, I'd have in my mind, 
and I wanted to draw a hand, so I actually um, had the hand sticking out the window. And as you can see, the there's little flies flying out the back here, so uh, it's kind of interesting, you know. But you can, it's the basis for all art, and it's um, a fun thing. But you can also it, it can connotate different feelings and moods. You know, where like that picture of the, the, the mouse on the cards is one thing. That'll make people think one way. Um, this word was outpost. So this, you know, what does outpost mean? Well, to me it, to me it was a, um, like a, uh, um, out in the middle of nowhere. You know, it just, I, I thought of a military installation. But, but I thought of like Dances with Wolves, that movie from the, from the 90s, where he had that, he was out in that outpost and there was like nobody out there but him. And I thought, well, what's a little bit more modern day? And to have it be a military outpost out in the tundra somewhere, you know, and it has the the big military truck and the barracks, and that's all. And there's maybe two people there, but you don't really know. But, um, you know, all, all all those things can be told with a drawing, just a sketch. You know, other other things is, you know, you think about something that's terrible, you know, a, a, a natural disaster. Um I can't remember what the word was for this. It, it, I don't think it was. I don't think it was tornado. I think it was storm or something like that. But um, you know, it's just something I I came up with. I thought about driving through. If you've driven the Midwest, and some of you have, have you driven the Midwest? Maybe you haven't. But as you're driving through the rows of cornfields, as you're going through them, you know, you'll see a row. In, if you look sideways at it as you're driving by, there's a row that you can see straight straight down to. So you're looking straight at it like this, and you can see all the way through it. So if this was two rows, you can see all the way to the back of the row. And then the next one, you can only see somewhat, and the next one, somewhat, somewhat. But as you're going by, it's a real interesting... It's almost like a cartoon or an animation when you slow it down where you can see each frame because you're looking through all of these rows at whatever's back at the end of that row. And I wanted to kind of capture that in this drawing here. But again, in an hour, so, you know, right here, you can see straight down that row, but as they go further, you know, the, the perspective changes, and then you can't see them. So, you know, again, if you're um, listening to this on the podcast, that probably doesn't make much sense to you, so go to the YouTube page, Mad Case Studio, and uh, check it out there. But, um, you know, other, other thoughts and feelings, what can you get with it? You know, this was... Um, uh, it was like antique or old or worn out kind of thing. So this was my this was my version of that. It's kind of a sort of an old Packard from the early 30s, late 20s, and kind of chitty chitty bang banged out before it got fixed. But again, you know, just the thought of it. And you can see it's out in a field and it's got grass growing around it and the shrubs and the sun. But there's it's it's sad, but yet it's happy. It's had a good life. I don't know. There's a lot of things going on there. But, um, you know, it's all based on drawing and being able to draw and create things. You know, think about um, something that brings you back to your childhood. Well, for me, it was the absolute funnest death machine that was on every playground when I was a kid. And you don't see them anymore because they're super dangerous, which is probably one of the reasons that kids are scared or something now. But this, remember this? The word was dizzy. And um, these things were, so for kids today, for all you uh, Generation Z people, you'd get on this and you'd run around the outside and then you'd jump on and spin. And the idea was to get it to go as fast as you could. And the last one to even not throw up or fall off, you know, wins. 
but um, they were so much fun. And uh, if you had a dog, the dog would chase you around in these things. It was an awesome time. But again, this is just an idea of what, this is just a drawing. And I could go on about just a drawing like this and, and, and having fun in the playground and talking about the kids I grew up with and whatnot and telling those stories just from one drawing. You know, it's kind of what the show is going to grow into is just these stories of um, artwork, what they bring out of you, um, what, what they have to offer. You know, some things are artwork just for the sake of artwork. That's this. So it's just, I'm a tiki fanatic. I love tiki stuff. So I think the word was um, coral was the word. So I thought, well, I don't want to draw coral. I have no interest in it. But again, now how can I challenge myself to make something interesting? So what I had done is thought about an octopus behind coral coral, and, uh, you know, working it into a, putting my tiki guy in there, which I did. So anyway, I've got that one in there. That's another fun one. So fine arts, that's the basis is drawing. You can get your um, um, just sketching for fun and to kind of... Uh, uh, show some emotion and, 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 and get some different ideas out and, and, and bring some different concepts out to the world. Um, other, other, you know, other things are, are products. So let's look at, this is, this is one, it was called, uh, the word was shoes. And of course, being a car guy, I didn't think of like on my feet, I thought of brake shoes. So that's what those are. Those are brake shoes from a brake drum, drum brake system, which I'm very, very familiar with. Um, and uh, it was just something I did. So this is product. So this gets you into product design. So you think about it. Someone somewhere back in the 1800s, probably somewhere in the 1860s, 50s, somewhere around there, came up with drum brakes. And basically it was just using these shoes that you'd press against an edge and they'd, uh, they'd, they'd stop the vehicle. But again, it all started somewhere. It's a product. You know, and you think about a Victorian house with the Victorian... Um, elegance and all that someone would have had to sit and draw out a bed to make those victorian canopy beds and things like that the window that's off to the side here you know it's a uh, how many panes are in it how the shape of the the shape of the um windowsill and things like that and the, the profile of all that it was all done by artists you know and finally the you know the the word was sinking was the word that we were we were talking about um the day i did this one and again, a lot of the drawings I did were um, were based around automobiles of some sort because I try to tie everything to that just because it's my thing. But this is sinking, so it's a uh, well, it's pretty obvious what it is. It's a sinking beetle. But um, again, that was a car I had in my youth. I had another one. I had a seventy seventy beetle for a while, and uh, right before the right around the recession time, we ran into some troubles, and I had to sell it, which I was a I wish, there's one of the cars I wish I kept. You have those cars that you wish you kept? I'd like to know about it because I've got a bunch of cars, a list of them that I wish I would have kept, and my 70 Volkswagen Beetle was one of them. So in the comments below or send me an email, I'd love to hear about the car that you let go that you wish you had kept. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be a Plymouth Horizon. It could be a, I don't know, Dodge Omni. Who knows? But I'm just curious to what you guys think. So that's the... The gist of kind of what I wanted to talk about today with the show is just uh, how drawing affects everything. Everything you touch, everything that you're using in your daily life, the cars that drive, the things you write with, your your phones, you know, um, this marker, this pair of scissors. I mean, all of these 
are shaped a certain way for a certain reason, and it was all done with drawings, and that's just the, been the basis of it. So, that being said, we've got uh, we've got a lot of a lot of different shows we can talk about. I'm pretty excited about it. So, um, think about drawing. You know, make a go ahead and get a hold of me. Talk to me in the uh, comments below and tell me your exploits with drawing. Tell me about your kids' exploits with drawing. I love to hear what they're doing. And, um, you know, for now, that's, uh, that, that's kind of this episode. So we're going to be doing a lot more. And so thanks for watching. Um, I hope you enjoyed what you saw. If you do, uh, be sure to like it and share it. So madkstudio.com is my website. Go check out my artwork there and all kinds of different stuff. Ask questions and uh, enjoy it. If you want to purchase artwork, that's the place to do it. I've got some stickers on there that are uh, very inexpensive. It's a great way to get some cool art to put on your garage fridge or whatever, toolbox or notebook, computer, you name it. They're the G-Tiki. Go check out the G-Tiki. Anyway, appreciate you watching. Um, and future plans for this is we've got kind of a... Uh, um, I'm developing an art course and I'm seeing if there's any interest in it. So if you want to know what I know, um, let me know. Uh, there'll be links below down here for it. And uh, you can email me at ken at madkstudio.com. That's M-A-D-D-K studio.com. And if you have questions or uh, show ideas or anyone you'd like to talk to, um, any interviews you'd like to have done, if you want to be in an interview, hell, I'll, uh, you know, hit me up. Um, Kind of the sky's the limit here. I don't really have any rules for the show. So thanks for checking it out, and I will see you next time.